your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, August 12th, 2021. Your boy Q here, excited because we are just a couple days away from the very first preseason game at Allegiant Stadium, the only preseason game this season at Allegiant Stadium versus Seattle Seahawks. Very excited about that game. And yes, it's a preseason game. You don't want to get over the top. You don't want to be, you know, super crazy about it. I remember there was a time where the Raiders went 4-0 in the preseason. There was times that they went 3-1 in the preseason and didn't do anything in the regular season. So these these games don't matter except for the Raiders they matter especially this year where they have a lot of young players that just need to get acclimated to playing in a game with fans in the stands I mean just there's a lot to like about what's coming up and very excited for the fan base in general to get that first opportunity to be in Allegiant Stadium and watch a football game against another team and so uh, I'm excited to be there to be able to cover it I just think it's gonna be a lot of fun so we're just a couple days away now from that very first event Seattle Seahawks versus the Raiders Allegiant Stadium coming up on today's show segment number three your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 got a bunch of calls only got a couple text messages but have a bunch of calls that we'll get to and we'll do that in segment number three segment number two uh, I've been doing this uh, every once in a while. I don't do it all the time, but uh, sometimes when I have a big interview on Raider Nation Radio 920, I like to bring it to the table. I like to bring it to this show because I don't want you to miss out on it. And I've had Marcus Allen on here. I've had Tim Brown on here. I know I had a little bit of Van McElroy. I mean, there's there's been some big-time interviews that i put on the show following my show on Raider Nation Radio 920. But the interview that I did on Wednesday, I was so excited about, so fired up about, and it's not a big-time player. And, hell, it's not even a big-time coach, except for I think it's a big-time coach. Coach Ron Miles, the secondary coach for the Raiders. Uh, he's a guy that I've talked about on this podcast quite a bit. I think he's a big-time factor when it comes to how that defense is going to come around. Gus Bradley, of course, he's the defensive coordinator, so we're always going to talk about him. But there's more than it just being Gus Bradley. There's Ron Miles, secondary coach. There's Richard Smith, the linebackers coach. There's just everyone working together. There's the, the, the young defense working together. So I'm, I'm just excited about the defense and, and what they can do. And Ron Miles is a big part of that. So he actually joined me on my show, Unnecessary Roughness, on, uh, on Wednesday. And it was only a short, you know, seven to eight minute interview because he had to go to a, a, a meeting at about 3.15. But I just thought it was a really good interview. So I'm going to bring that to the table. That's coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off top on Wednesday, we were super surprised when we got to the facility. And I was actually running a couple minutes late, but I got there prepared for practice and got out there to the practice field and was sitting, standing there on the sidewalk with the rest of the media. And all of a sudden, PR guy comes over to us and says, hey, coach has called off practice. No practice today. Sorry for coming out here and wasting your time. Boom. Bada bing. It was done deal. We all thought something was wrong. Every single one of us. And I don't care who to this day. I don't care who later comes back and says, oh, I knew it was no big deal. Every single person in the media thought there was a major problem. But ultimately, it was the head coach, John Gruden, just deciding these guys have been working really hard. It's hot out here. We got a game on Saturday. 
just going to go ahead and take the day off. And so he did. Now, I'll tell you, his body language looked a little weird, and it looked a little weird when he was talking to the PR guy and, and the way that they told us to stand on the sidewalk, and it was almost like we were in trouble. It just, it, I mean, that was all a little weird, so I understand why everyone thought that there was an issue. I thought there was an issue. But, it, again, it just it came out to be a day off because, well, the coach thought that they were working really hard. So they didn't have any practice, They or at least field practice. They did go into the weight room and work on their weights. Uh, they did do a little bit of film study and everything, so they still were doing something. They just weren't out there on the field actually doing some work. Now, with that being said, and you'll hear from Derek Carr a little bit later on in this segment, uh, the Raiders did go out there and make a roster move on Wednesday. They signed free agent defensive tackle Ethan Westbrooks. And if that name is familiar, well, it should be because he did play with the Raiders at one point. Matter of fact, in 2020, he played with the Niners. 2019, he actually uh, spent with the Raiders. He was uh, five years in the league with the Rams before that. Uh, So he's been around the block a little bit. 67 games, 11 starts. Uh, He's had 79 tackles, nine sacks, three passes defense, one forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. He's also started one postseason game where he had three tackles. So uh, that was that move that they made. They went and signed another defensive tackle, just kind of adding to the rotation, adding to the depth. And again, I don't think that Ethan Westbrooks, uh, the Oakland native, is going to be around when the, the roster gets cut down to 53 men. But I think he's going to take a few snaps from away from these guys through the three-game preseason. So uh, Ethan Westbrooks is on the roster right now in a corresponding move. They had to waive somebody, so they waived cornerback Sean Crawford. Now, the Raiders also made a couple other roster moves, but with guys that were currently on the team. How about the Raiders activating Divine Diablo from the pup list? That's right. He's the former third-round pick out of Virginia Tech just this past year. Uh, There's been a lot of expectations of what he can do. A lot of people waiting to see him get out there on the grass. I mean, he's a guy who's a safety who's moving up to the linebacker position. So uh, very interested in what he could do, and he's been kind of banged up a little bit all the way back to OTAs, but they activated him. So I don't know when he's going to get out on the practice field. I don't know if he's going to get back on the practice field today, later on this morning, uh, and we'll ask John Gruden because he will be talking to the media. We'll ask him about him, but uh, he has been activated from the pup list, and uh, wide receiver Trey Quinn, he was actually sent to IR. So those are the moves as far as the roster goes that the Raiders made on Wednesday, they signed defensive tackle Ethan Westbrooks. They uh, waived Sean Crawford, the cornerback. Then they activated uh, linebacker Devon Diablo out of Virginia Tech uh, from the pup list. And then they put uh, wide receiver Trey Quinn on the IR. Now, I mentioned Derek Carr, and uh, there was a few people that met with the media following practice, and it wasn't even practice. It was just that weight room session, but it was crazy because we waited. We went right back to the media room after they said no practice, and we literally didn't get anybody till about 9.30, so we sat in that, that room for about an hour and a half, but uh, Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle, he met, or nose tackle, he met with the media. Uh, also, uh, Alec Engle, the fullback, he met with the media. He was really, really good. Hankins was good, good too, but uh, man, Alec Engle was really, really good. And then Derek Carr, quarterback Derek Carr, he was supposed to go first. He ended up going last. He met with the media. So I wanted to bring just a couple of his sound bites to this show. So let's go ahead and, and do that. And uh, one of the first questions asked to him, I believe Vinny Bonsignor asked a question, was just about having the day off. How did the teammates, how did his team feel about that? One thing is, again, it wasn't a day off. You know, um, you know, we, we were still working just in the weight room with AJ and to, you know with the trainers with Cortez and stuff but um, I would say that our team has been working really hard uh, it's been highly competitive camp probably the most competitive camp uh, I've been a part of and uh, when you watch the film and you just see the effort you see some of the big guys you know they, they're a little tired you know you see some things that uh, you don't want injuries to happen you know you see some of the fast guys that you know we had a you know, maybe a, this little tweak or this little thing, and 
you know, that's co- you know, that's his job to take care of the team, you know, and uh, that was his call. We had no idea. Um, at least I didn't. Maybe some of the other guys did. I had no idea. Uh, I was ready after the defense got after us a little bit yesterday. I was talking trash in the locker room, you know, so I was, I was ready to kick the crap out of them today. And uh, I told him coach gave him a free pass. So I have to wait one more day for it. <laughs> so there's quarterback Derek Carr right there talking about the, the, the day off on the field, not the weight room. Cause they definitely did that work, but uh, talking about, he didn't know about it, but he did realize that they've been working hard and you don't want to get injury. And of course they had that preseason game coming up on Saturday. So it was just a decision that coach John Gruden made and it was something that the team embraced. So uh, he mentioned, and you heard him talk about the way that the defense performed on Tuesday and he was ready to, in his words, kick the crap out of them. So I asked him, well, how did you feel about the defense, the way that they played and created as many turnovers as they did on Tuesday? What was your overall feeling? How did you feel about that? Awesome. Um, if anyone walked off that field uh, excited, it was definitely me. Um, you know, this is a team game and it will always be the... It's the best game because it's the team game. Every man in that locker room matters, you know, in, in order for us to end up with the goal that we want, right? And and when they're making plays like that, I've been around days where, you know, it's we win 100% of the time, you know, and that uh, that's that's hard, you know, because then you're like, yeah, I think we're going to be pretty good, but you know, I hope, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're that good, you know, uh, whereas – all camp it's been competitive now yesterday there was just a when turnovers happen they come in bunches like that's an nfl saying you know they come in bunches and um for them to get them and uh, for tip balls like i've seen those hit the ground all the time but for them to you watch some of those efforts for guys like running the other direction to put their foot in the ground and go get those like it's impressive stuff you know it's definitely being taught and it's definitely something talked about in their training so um, for it to happen was exciting for us you know obviously you don't want to ever lose a day you know um but they they got after us um you know and they had the turnovers and they're punching the ball out not just you know interceptions or tip picks and things like that but i mean they're punching the ball you know so you can definitely tell it's it's being coached you know coach gruden always says what you put on film is what you coach right and so you can definitely you can see the you can see it happening all throughout camp and then it just they kept working kept working and then finally they just broke free for them so uh again we, we want to limit that as an offense but it's an exciting thing as a team because those are short fields, and short fields usually equal points in this league. Huge point right there at the end. you got to create those turnovers. You create those turnovers, the offense is going to get short fields, and when you get short fields, most of the time you're going to get some points. I believe, I've said this, and I said it on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Wednesday, if the Raiders and Derek Carr get short fields, they're going to put some points up on the board. Simple. I have a lot of faith in Carr getting down the field and putting it into the end zone more times than not, especially on a short field. I mean, I just think that the offense is that, uh, that, that it could be that good it really could be that good with the weapons that they have I think if you're giving them a short field sometimes a couple times a game they're going to just capitalize and on top of that most importantly you're stopping the other team from scoring anything so that's that's the other part that you got to think about now the final little soundbite that uh, that I have from Derek Carr was about Gerald McCoy I did the show on Wednesday here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast about Gerald McCoy and just was really impressed with what I heard from him so I asked multiple people I asked Jonathan Hankins what Gerald McCoy meant to the team and uh, he gave a good answer and so then I I asked Derek Carr about Gerald McCoy and then I also asked a follow-up so right here now you're going to hear me asking well you're going to hear the the answer the response to what Gerald McCoy has meant to the team plus you'll hear my follow-up oh he's great didn't you love his energy I'm glad uh what was yesterday he talked yesterday yeah I mean just he comes into a room like man I love this guy you know and we joked around I sat there and talked to him gave him a hug when I first saw him I was like glad you don't have to chase me around anymore you know glad you're on our team because 
he has one of the fastest get-offs I've ever seen. Like he would, that ball would be snapped and he'd spin, he'd, he'd swim so fast and like already be reaching to you as you're dropping away and very impressive. And so I don't know, you know, what his health is at. You know, he came from, was his quad or something like that. Uh, I don't know what all that's at, but he's been at practice and I see him moving and think, man, I'm like, he's, he still can play, you know, he, he still got it. He's twitchy. Uh, he's, he, you could tell he's been in the gym. He looks great. Um, so I'm excited. I'm glad, you know, bring him, keep bringing him, man. Keep bringing good players. He sounded like a coach on the field in, in yesterday when he was talking to us. You know what? I, I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of something about him. I was walking down the hallway. We got done with our meetings and we're walking to do, go get dressed for walkthrough. And as I'm walking, he has the whole D line sitting there and he's talking about fronts, coverages. He's like, you got to know the coverage because you got to know when you can take a shot when you have an eight man front and take a shot in this guy or this. And then I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's sitting there and all eyes are like locked in. Like all these young guys are even like writing it down. Like I was like, bro, like, I don't know. I don't know if last time I've seen something like that, you know, I was so impressed of those guys just one listening, you know, to him, you know, because he's new, but got six Pro Bowls. Obviously, you'll listen to the guy. He knows what he's doing. But, but two, him taking the time. You know, I've been around some guys. They don't. You know, they're just going to do their thing and just keep it pushing. But he, 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 man, he's just trying to make the team better. And I was so impressed by that. He just, he had them all, and like there was no one around. And I could hear him down the hall. And I come walking, and uh, and and there they are, just all the D line and him, just sitting there talking to him about fronts and when to do this. And then I'm like, it, it was really impressive. It was really cool. So there's Derek Carr talking about Gerald McCoy. Of course, he's been a new addition to the Raiders roster, and uh, I went into great detail on Wednesday how much I think he's going to be a really good addition and how he's going to help this team get better on and off the field. But ultimately, he's going to help this team get better regardless if he's on the field or if he's off the field. He's just he's going to be that guy. He's going to teach these guys. He's going to help coach them up. Again, the coach on the field, the coach on the sideline, he's going to be that guy. So uh, that, that was really good stuff right there from Derek Carr. He spent a good 15 or 20 minutes with us uh, talking just whatever, answering all of our questions. So we definitely appreciated that. Uh, also, my final little note here. We will be back at practice this morning. John Gruden's supposed to meet with us following the practice, and then the Raiders are off on Friday as they prepare for the Seahawks on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. Of course, there'll be a couple of players that'll meet with the media as well following John Gruden, but uh, the head coach will talk to us later on this morning, depending on what time you're listening. Uh, maybe you'll be uh, already have heard what he had to say or whatever, but uh, yeah, he, he is expected to meet with the media following today's practice. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, you will hear my conversation I had on Wednesday with secondary coach Ron Miles, a guy that I really believe is going to be a big-time factor, really help out this young Raiders secondary in particular get a lot better. You'll hear that coming up in segment number two. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com. Been telling you about them for quite a while. One which is very important to me, they're a family business. They've been serving auto park customers online for over 20 years. Two, and what I think is the most important is that they're going to help you save money. That's the bottom line. They're going to help you save a whole lot of cash. You don't have to worry about what part you're looking for, what kind of car you're looking for. RockAuto.com, they have you covered, and they're not going to make you pay as much as you would at the chain store or a car dealership. They're going to save you money, sometimes 30%, sometimes 50%, sometimes 100% 
on the same parts. They're going to save that money for you. Uh, you All you got to do is go to the website, punch in what you're looking for, punch in the car that you're looking for, and boom, they got you covered. You buy the parts, and they're delivered directly to your door. You don't even have to leave the comforts of your own home. Go to rockauto.com right now. Check it out. The website is so easy to navigate. Even I can figure it out, and I'm a dummy when it comes to websites, but uh, you can figure it out. Super simple, and again, like I said, the parts delivered to your door at a very reasonable price. The only thing I ask you to do is while you're there is a box that said, how'd you hear about us? Just Right. Locked on Raiders podcast. That's how they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job. Great selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is all at rockauto.com. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to get into my conversation that I had on Wednesday. I was very excited about secondary coach Ron Miles. I think he's going to be a big-time factor for the Raiders' defense. It's a relatively young defense, and uh, I think he's just really the guy for the job. He does a lot of coaching out there, but more importantly, he does a lot of teaching. I've been talking about him for quite a while. Every time I go out there to practice, I always kind of eyeball him, see where he's at, so I can just pay attention to how everything's going and how the players are adapting to him. Again, this Gus Bradley, Ron Miles, Richard Smith-led defensive side of the ball I think is going to be a much more improved unit this year. And and those are the three guys that I'm really kind of leaning on. And my next guy, I'll tell you, the next guy I'm going to try to get on the show is going to be Richard Smith, linebacker's coach. I want to talk to him. I want to hear from him and see just kind of what makes him go and what he thinks about the current linebacking core. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the conversation I had on Wednesday on Raider Nation Radio 920 with secondary coach from the Raiders. Ron Milas, a.k.a. Milo. Broadcasting live right now from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders headquarters here in Henderson, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Pleased to have on the phone lines Raiders secondary coach, Coach Ron Milas. And Coach, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I know you're a busy man. I do appreciate you. And from what I've seen from being out there at practice, and I kind of I kind of people watch a lot, and you're one of those guys that I really start to people watch because I see you out there coaching, but I think, and more, more importantly, I really see you out there teaching. For a young secondary that the Raiders do have outside of maybe Casey Hayward, how important is it for that teaching element to be a, a factor in what you're doing on the daily? Well, you know what? I really think it's, it's, it's teaching even for the older guys. Uh, a lot of this, what we're doing, is new to them too. Uh, there's different concepts in which we are we're trying to teach these guys, uh, different from what they uh, they did a, a year ago. So at the end of the day, we're teaching them all. But uh, but that's part of the part of the job of a coach is to be a teacher. And how much have you seen this secondary grow from the minute that the players checked in on the 27th of July to where they are today? Uh, you know what? I was actually mentioning this uh, a little bit earlier to our players is that we've come a long way from the first day we went out there in OTAs and we were just trying to figure out, okay, how to line up to where we are now, where we're able to recognize formations. We're able to pre-snap, see things that might happen, and we've come a long way as far as that's concerned. How much has Casey Hayward, the veteran that I mentioned, how much has he helped? I've seen him kind of grab Trayvon Mullen and pull him to the side, talk to Trayvon Merrick a little bit, talk to Damon Arnett. How much has he helped also kind of be that coach on the field since he knows the system? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Casey is somewhat of a coach out there. He's been in this system uh, for, what, four years. This will be four and a half going on five. He knows just about everything that's going on as far as the ins and outs of what we're trying to do. And he's been huge. I'm going to say huge for our guys. He's a, he's a pro. And it's not just 
you know, what's, uh, you know, what we're doing on defense, but how to go about your business every day, uh, come to work on time, get yourself prepared for practice, get yourself prepared uh, for what's going to happen for the day. So when you talk about a pro, that's what I see Casey as. You know, Coach, it's funny that you mentioned that Gerald McCoy was talking to the media yesterday, and, and he went in great detail about there's a huge difference between being a professional football player and being a pro. And that's it, to me, that sounds like what you're talking about with Casey Hayward. He's a pro as opposed to being a professional football player. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of times what happens, guys like, uh, like the idea what, uh, what the NFL brings to them as far as, uh, you know, cash, the bling, all that kind of stuff. But there's some work that needs to be that uh, to have to happen where you can get those type of things. And part of that is knowing knowing exactly how to take care of your body, knowing exactly what you, what what the coaches are asking. And that's what KC again, like you just said, that's what he brings to the table. Uh, a true pro. That's part of the reason why he's going in his tenth year in the National Football League. Talking right now with Raiders secondary coach Ron Miles here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, Coach, how do you balance the, the grind on the players to the what you call the love on the players? How do you balance that out? How do you know when to push and when to pull back? Well, that, you know what, that's, that's a good question because sometimes I think when I'm sit, sitting there talking to these guys in front of them, I can see it. Okay, okay, that's enough, Milo. Uh, let's, let's go a different direction with this. Let's try to, let's try to go a different way of – Saying the same thing, so it's hard at times because you again you want you you're, you're going to over things over and over again, and sometimes they're not getting, it and you're thinking, well, God, why is this guy getting it? And so uh, it's hard, and there's there's just a fine line where as you got to be able to do it and and just say, hey, uh, this is going to be tough love day, and this is going to be okay. I'm gonna love him up day. Well, Coach, speaking of doing it, uh, the Raiders secondary in particular, the defense in general on Tuesday was able to do it, created a bunch of turnovers, tip drill, uh, interceptions, punching the ball out. That was something that really stood out to me because that's, that's something that you have to practice and you have to actually, that's effort right there. How, how, how proud of the guys were you yesterday with those, that production that they had? Well, you know what? It was, uh, I'll, I'll sit here and say this. Uh, we were happy that we made uh, an improvement from our, our, uh, our day uh, Sunday down at the stadium because I don't know if we put our best foot forward down at the stadium and for us to bounce back in a little bit more of a how you want to put it we had pads on and it was a little bit more feisty if you want to call it that and we responded we played faster and next thing you know you, you get a pick and next thing you know you get another one next <laughs> thing you know you get another turnover and I think that's what happened the other day now can we back it up meaning can we come out tomorrow and do the same thing or during the season uh, we have a good game first week of the season and can we back it up and, and, and just keep stacking chips and that's where we are right now just to become a consistent uh, defense overall but more importantly consistent in the back end talking right now with coach Ron Miles and coach we just got a couple more questions for you as I know you got to get to a, a meeting uh, wanted to ask you was today a good day to have uh, off practice as far as off the field work I know you guys did uh, you know weight room work and stuff like that but uh, coming off a of practice like that for your defense was today a good day to have practice or do you kind of wish that you were able to get out there and grind some more well if you're if you're speaking to a coach I I would have <laughs> preferred to keep all going but you know what for the player it was probably a good day for them but for me, I'm like, okay, we need some. We need to work on this, this, and that, and we didn't get the opportunity. So, hopefully, between now and the next time we go out and practice, to practice, we'll be able to to continue to improve. 
Wanted to ask you real quick before I let you go about a couple of, of players and, and how you evaluate them and, and how difficult it may be right now because you're not going 100%. You're not going full speed and, and you're going against your own guys. But Jonathan Abram, Damon Arnett, those are a couple of guys that have been with the team now for going on a couple of years. And then rookie Trayvon Merrick at the back end. How difficult is it to evaluate those guys right now and, and how much will you learn about them on Saturday? Well, I think we'll learn the most uh, on Saturday when we go against uh, someone other than ourselves. Um, we'll learn a lot about them, especially as far as the the physical part of it. You know, the tackling. You know, for the most part, what are we? We are we're simulating tackles. Now, mm-hmm. I think we had one live drill uh, just the other day where uh, Trayvon he did a good job. We we actually went live, and I'm like, man, that looks like an NFL tackle, and he did what we were asking him to do. Now. Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday, when we play the Seahawks, and then we'll learn a lot more about where we're at as a defense, where we're at in the secondary, especially a part of the physical part of the game. Good stuff. Thank you, Coach, so much for your time. I know you got to get to that meeting, but I had you on the list of one to talk to because I've just admired the the teaching that you've been doing ever since training camp opened. So appreciate your time this afternoon. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Anytime. So there it is right there. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation with Milo, Ron Milas, the secondary coach for the Raiders, a guy who's been around the league for many, many moons and has a lot of teaching, a lot of skills, a lot of skins on the wall to bring to the table. So I really think that this young secondary is going to benefit in a major way. And you heard him even say it's not just the young secondary, it's even the veterans. You know, that they're, they're, they're learning as well. So, again, just a teacher, man. He's just that guy. And I think that he's going to be a big-time factor for the Raiders moving forward. So we'd love to hear from you, 707-654-4693. What are your thoughts as, well, we're getting closer and closer to preseason game number one at Allegiant Stadium versus Seattle Seahawks. What are you looking for? Who are you looking for? What do you think of this young secondary? What do you think that they can do? Hit me up. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. But first, I got to tell you about BetOnline. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. Baseball season, UFC, MMA, now preseason football. Pretty soon it's going to be regular season football. It's going to be college football. BetOnline.ag's got you covered. No doubt about it. Before your next pitch, the next home run, the next interception, or the next touchdown pass, go on over to uh, betonline.ag. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Get out the sidelines and get into the game. Again, head to the website on your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you do that? you got to use the promo code Locked On. It's that simple. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. On your first deposit, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus because BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls, your texts, straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Got a couple calls. Actually got a few calls and only a couple text messages. So let's go ahead and start off with a couple calls. Border Jumper Raider, he's going to start us off. He's calling in to talk about Gerald McCoy and what he saw when he was watching his presser. Here he is, Border Jumper Raider. Q, your boy Border Jumper Raider. Um, Yesterday, Tuesday, I watched the Gerald McCoy on YouTube on the uh, – I subscribed to the uh, Raiders um, YouTube. And if that doesn't get you going, doesn't get your blood flowing, I don't know what does. But I noticed a trend, and there are some blessings here by finding guys like uh, 
and landing onto the Raiders squad, Gerald McCoy, Rich Incognito, Casey Hayward. These guys are like inspirational leaders that um, are filling those areas of need, in my opinion. And um, I, I, I think it's uh, – I think the Raiders are blessed. Um, and as far as uh, McCoy's uh, comments about how this defense is like people – are uh, going to be surprised. Um, take it from that movie from 1969, uh, Butch Cassidy and, uh, and the Sundance Kid with uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. And the bounty hunters are chasing him. Well, just like the Raiders defense is going to be chasing him as the opposing offenses, they kept saying, who are those guys? And that's what I hope happens this year for the Raiders defense, that the offense is going, who are those guys? All right. This is Border Jumper Raider. I'm out. AIQ, um, keep pinching yourself. You know what? It's, um, I, I meant to uh, get to you and tell you, hey, man, I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, and, and just keep rocking it, man. You're doing great. You're great for Raider Nation. You're great for Raider Nation Radio. You're great for um, all of us. Thanks. There he goes, Border Jumper Raider. Thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, Gerald McCoy, he got me fired up for multiple reasons. You know, he is a guy that, in my opinion, is needed by the Raiders. Now, I know I mentioned it a few times. He is going to make this team better based off what he brings to the team as a leader, a teacher, and a player. So I got to give him a lot of props. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just he, – I just think that's that – he's that guy. And speaking of giving props, I got to give you props, too. You took it all the way back to – Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I mean, that's going way back there, man. I ain't mad at you. That's the way to pull that one. That's like we're pulling a rabbit out the hat. So a uh, good job, Border Jumper Raider. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Joe in Arizona, now in Minnesota. He hasn't called in a while, but he's calling for a few reasons, including how excited he is for this new group of Raider players and coaches and what he thinks about this upcoming year. Here he is, Joe from Arizona, now in Minnesota. Hey, Q, Joe in Arizona. Well, actually, now Minnesota. Hey, uh, it's been a long time since I've uh, I've called in. Uh, it's been a long time since I've actually been able to listen. Uh, work kind of got me uh, not having time. So now I've got a nice long drive every day so I can uh, listen. I'm enjoying the podcast again. Uh, glad to hear you're still going. Glad to hear uh, you finally got the move to Vegas. Uh, and, you know, really proud of you, brother. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I am so damn excited for Raiders football. Really, really, really excited to see what this new group, because it really is a new group and a new team, what they're going to bring. You know, we, yeah, we do have some veterans coming back, but we've got a lot of new guys. You know, dismantling our own line really scared the hell out of me. But, and you know, and I didn't understand it. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, guys like uh, Richie can hold the line together and teach these new guys, and they'll be just as solid, if not better, than they were uh, the last few years uh, with the O-line. And hopefully our defense picks their crap up, and we can uh, really make some some noise this year and take out the Chiefs. That's about all i got to say today, brother. Uh, I'm going to listen to today's episode. And, uh, again, glad to hear you're back, or you're still on, uh, and I'm uh, very happy to be back listening to you. 
So have a good one, brother. Thank you. There he goes. Joe originally was in Arizona. Now he's in Minnesota, and I appreciate the call. And I'll tell you, man, I'm trying not to get too fired up and too far ahead of myself, but I do feel there's a buzz. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask that on the radio later on today. Is there a buzz? Is there an extra excitement? Do you feel like this year is different? And I hate to go down that path because I feel like a lot of folks, and, and maybe myself included, have felt this way multiple times and said, all right, this is the year. You know what I mean? I don't want to have that same, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. I mean, because that conversation gets old. But I swear, especially being out at the facility, there's just something that feels different about what this team has an opportunity to do. And I think my excitement really comes, and I said it before earlier in the show, about the defense, man. I think it's going to improve. I really, really do. I don't know who's going to be the big-time players. I have my gut feeling on who the players are. Trayvon Merrick, Nate Hobbs, uh, Max Crosby, Unique Ngakwe, Malcolm Kuntz. I mean, there's these guys that I really uh, want to point out that I think Trayvon Mullen's going to play some big ball. I have questions about Abram, but that's okay. He's playing in a role I think is going to be much better for him. I think Corey Littleton is going to be improved, but he's got to prove himself too. Nicholas Morrow, I feel good about him. I mean, there's just certain guys I feel really good about. And so if they can go out there and perform like we all believe that they can, man, the Raiders will be cooking with grease. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I do feel like there's a different buzz to this Raiders team this year. Thank you for that call. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Nick out of the Valley of the Sun. He said, what up, Q? Nick, out of the Valley of the Sun, just wanted to touch on the Hall of Fame and the inspiring speeches given by Tom Flores and Charles Woodson. First, I'm a father of a six-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl, and they are fourth-generation Mexican-American, and I had both of them listen to Coach give his speech because I think it's so important for my kids to see and hear a man who came from the same type of background as their grandparents and great-grandparents. It was awesome to see him finally get his due, and another Latino in Jim Plunkett is way overdue as well. As far as Charles Woodson, I have four Raider jerseys hanging in my closet, and one of them is Woodson's. I just love the way he played coming into the league and the swagger he had that elevated him to greatness and eventually to the leader he was and is today. What an inspiration. I guess the main thing I took away was that family is the key and Raider Nation. There's no bigger and better family I'd want to be a part of. Every game is a family reunion. Every fan is a brother, a sister, a son, or a daughter. Let's go this year, and I'll see you out in Vegas for opening weekend. Peace, Nation. That's from Nick of the Valley of the Sun. And uh, thank you for that text, man. Good stuff. And I totally understand what you're talking about. Coach Flores and Charles Woodson, both very inspirational in their own type of way. Tom Flores, I totally understand where you're coming from because I had guys that I looked up to as well, especially as a youngster coming up that I looked at and said, you know what? If that guy could do what he's doing, uh, that gives me feeling and hope that I could do what I, I could do and, and what I'm doing to this day. And Stuart Scott was my guy. He was my Tom Flores. He was a guy that was on ESPN. You know, he was on TV. He was talking in a hip-hop language. He was doing what he wanted to do. He wasn't, he wasn't the guy that everyone else was. He wasn't the same cookie-cutter guy. Not that anything was wrong with what anyone else was doing on, on ESPN Sports Center, but Stuart Scott just hit home for me because he was more like me. And so I felt like if he can do it, damn it, I can do it too. So I totally understand what you're talking about with Tom Flores. And uh, as far as Charles Woodson and all that swagger, he had all the swagger. Uh, I really appreciated Charles Woodson, my favorite player uh, of all time when it comes to the Raiders. And I know that that's tough to say, but uh, for me, uh, just coming up, that, that was my guy. That was my dude. Uh, I did not get the interview that I thought I was going to get with him. I was hoping to get with him when I was in Canton, Ohio. But that's all right. It's on the way. I will get it at some point. I don't know when. But I will. So uh, that, that's what it is. So I uh, appreciate you, my man. I can't wait for you to be in Vegas opening weekend. Make sure you holler at your boy. I got to buy you a beer and, and uh, share some stories with you. So thank you so much for your text. Next up, I got a call from my guy, Raider Izzy. He's calling to talk about a couple things, including a few concerns he has 
about the safety position and also Damon Arnett. Here he is, Raider Izzy. What up, Q, Raider Izzy? Uh, I gotta tell you, man, I'm, um, my, my boys all kind of mess with me about being like the pessimistic Raider fan, and that's what you kind of know with the calls I've had. I'm not the, the most optimistic guy out there, but uh, I gotta tell you, man, I'm more excited this year than I've been in two decades. Like, I, I just, I don't know, I have a really good feeling. Sharon James in it right now, you know, all that, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I, just, I feel like we're going in the right direction for the first time in a long time. Uh, with that being said, though, I have two two thoughts here. Um, one, a big concern of mine right now is the deep safety position. Uh, I love Mary. love Mary. I've, I've loved him for a long time, but behind him, like I feel like we're building depth all over the team, but behind him, we have nothing. That is one spot where we're literally nothing. Like, down love it. Um, I think Teamer's there. Like, I, if, if Merrick were to go down, we literally have absolutely nothing there. Uh, looks like Trey Boston is still available. He had his best year under Gus Bradley. Um, I would absolutely be open to that. Uh, maybe that's even in the works. I know Boston doesn't want to go to <laughs> – I've heard he doesn't want to – he's not in a rush he's to get to camp, so I can understand that. Um, but that's a thought there. Um, I, I just feel like we have no depth whatsoever behind Merrick at the deep safety spot. Another thought. Um, with Damon Arnett, I just don't know if he's a scheme fit. I just don't know that he's meant to fit into this system. I feel like he's a press man corner. Recently, a name has come up, a first-round pick from last year, C.J. Henderson, as part of trade talks. Henderson has a perfect scheme fit for Bradley. Uh, I know we couldn't do just a, a straight-up, you know, Arnett for Henderson, but you know, absolutely we'd have to throw in something else. But that's a thought. I'm not sure if I'm for that yet. It's just a thought that kind of came into my head. Wanted to uh, get your thoughts on that. Arnett for, for Henderson. <laughs> Henderson's a better scheme fit for us. Arnett's a better scheme fit for them. Just a, just a thought. But um, I don't know that I'm all in for that. It's just a thought that kind of came into my head. And I haven't given it too much thought beyond that. But um, love the show as always. You play the real. There he goes. That's my guy, Raider Izzy. Appreciate the call, my man. And I do, again, I mentioned it earlier in this segment, there's an excitement, there's a buzz in the air when it comes to this year's team. Now, as far as the depth goes to safety, that's definitely an area of concern. It is not solidified. It is not solid. You got Abram. You got Merrick. You've got Carl Joseph. Maybe Tyree Gillespie. But that's really all. You know what I mean? Like That's really all. And in my opinion, you know who Carl Joseph is. You don't know who Tyree Gillespie is. You kind of have a good feeling about John Abram. He's going to have to play a certain role. And Trayvon Merrick is really, he's the, he's the X factor. He's the guy that everyone's expecting, including myself, to be a big-time player. If he could be a big-time player, be that eraser on the back end, and, uh, you know, just kind of hold it down, then I think that they're cooking with grease. But he's also got to stay healthy because of what you're saying, a lack of depth at that uh, safety position. Now, as far as C.J. Henderson, I'm just going to say one big hell no. Hell no. I didn't like him coming out of Florida. Uh, I knew someone was going to draft him really high, but I did not think that it was a good fit with the Raiders. I still don't think he's a good fit with the Raiders. Honestly, I don't think C.J. Henderson is that good of a player. Just straight up. Um, I, I think that the best thing for the Raiders to do, give Arnett a chance this year with Bradley Milas and, and company and see what happens. If it doesn't work out, if he doesn't look like he's getting any kind of improvement, if he looks like a bad fit, then go ahead and move on from him. But I think it's only fair to give Arnett this year to see what he can do in Bradley and Milas' scheme. So uh, thank you so much for that call, my man. It's great to hear from you. Uh, final call for today's show comes from Cisco in the 661. He's calling to talk about the pickup of Gerald McCoy and what that reminds him of. Here he is, Cisco in the 661. 
What's up, Q? It's Cisco in the 661. I uh, just want to give a, a quick call. I, I love the the move that the Raiders made by picking up McCoy. You know, I love the energy. And um, a couple years ago, man, he's probably the best defensive tackle in, in the league. So it's just awesome to have some of that experience on our defensive line and someone just to push these guys. Because as you know, any more competition in our defense is only going to make that unit better. Um, but I really like the pickup. It kind of reminds me of a couple years ago when the Raiders pr- traded for Richard Seymour. You know, an older guy, a guy who's been in the league, who's, who's performed at the highest level. And I felt like, you know, we didn't, we didn't win too much with Seymour there, but he definitely helped out that team, especially with us having a, where, you know, we're not a Lakers team. We, we have a younger side of the team, especially on defense. You know, any season vet like that can only help out these young guys and help them become true pros in the league. So I'm really fired up for the move. I just, I just hope his body will last. But uh, I feel like he has great potential. And, and you know, him on a, a full, full healthy McCoy and Nagaku and, and our, just our pass rushers, Crosby, it's going to be pretty nice. You know, got me excited and I'm just ready for the year. You know, football's almost here and um, I'm excited to see what we can do. Just win, baby. You guys have a good day. Enjoy your families. There he goes right there, Cisco in the 661. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you and totally understand what you mean when you're saying that the pickup reminds you of, you know, a pickup back in the day. And you said Richard Seymour. Now, the only thing I'll say, he doesn't remind me, McCoy doesn't remind me of a, of a Richard Seymour type presence. I don't feel like Richard Seymour did anything for the team outside of, you know, knock out Big Ben or knock down Big Ben and then get kicked out of the game versus Pittsburgh. I don't think Richard Seymour did anything. He didn't even want to go to the team. Uh, it was very long. It took after that. They made that trade. It took him a while to even report to the team. He just never, to me, seemed like that guy. Now, the guy that I remember and the guy that really stands out to me that I feel like Gerald McCoy reminds me of is Justin Tuck. Remember when the Raiders signed him as a free agent? He was a mentor to Khalil Mack and and some other guys on that defense. I feel like Justin Tuck, even though he didn't do a lot of things statistically, he really helped out Khalil Mack in a major way. So that's kind of the guy I would compare Gerald McCoy to. Uh, Not really Richard Seymour, but I understand where you're at and the direction that you're trying to go with that. So uh, thank you so much for that call, my man. Always good to hear from you as well. And that's going to do it for today's show. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have more calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. I'm sure we'll have some sounds from John Gruden's press conference later on this morning. Uh, Who knows what what players they're going to have me with the media but uh, potentially you'll hear some from them as well and we'll get closer and closer to game day on Saturday versus Seattle Seahawks so that's it Raider Nation I appreciate you as always Uh, make sure you uh, take care of your family take care of yourself and most importantly as always just win baby